Welcome back to When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name is Todd Sullivan. With me, as always, is Oren Barter. Hello. And we have a special guest today, Mr. Carlo Sia. Heyo. And today we're talking about the 1985 Jean-Luc Godard film, Hail Mary. When you first told me about it, I thought you said Jean-Luc Picard. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was very disappointed when I actually I bet saw you the were, yeah. credits. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think if I would have thought it was Jean-Luc Picard and then I watched it, I would have been very excited to know that it wasn't him directing it. It, it might be surprising, but Jean-Luc Picard was also an important figure in the French New Wave. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing Not well. Yeah, keeping busy. What are you drinking, Carlo? Uh, so I was drinking uh, my homebrew batch of beer, and uh, while well, oh. I was doing some stuff before we started recording, uh, and now I'm moving to some Coors Light that have been in my fridge for a while, and they need to be drank. Really, uh, extra and, uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm going <laughs> hardcore tonight. Uh, and because of the ordeal that we had to go through to get my audio working, I was like. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm opening the 40 Creek Nanaimo bar uh, that somebody Ooh. gifted me, and uh, I need a shot of that. So, Oh, yeah. nice, because I was just listening to your outtake about how much you hate Nanaimo bars. I know, yeah, that's yeah, that <laughs> kind of sparked that as well. <laughs> yeah, how, how, how are you liking the, the, the cream there, the cream liqueur? Oh, in liquid form, it's awesome. Yeah, right. I, just, I still don't like it in like the, the bar form. So what you need then is someone to like pretty much pre-chew a Nanaimo bar for you. That would be the ideal experience. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. yeah, I guess we could do like Mama Bird style, but I'll or, just or get 40 Nanaimo Creek to bar do it. Shake. The Nanaimo bar shake, yep. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Uh, what what's, are you guys uh, drinking? What's, yeah, what are you drinking, Oren? Uh, right now I'm drinking a, a nut brown ale from Spinnaker's. Hmm. Yeah. It's Spinnaker's, is that like a local? Pretty good. I'm sure it's local to wherever they're at. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really sure where Spinnaker's is from. I've not heard of, I don't think I've heard oh, of Spinnaker's Victoria. before. Oh, Victoria. Yeah, it's, it's fairly, it's on Vancouver Island. Localish? Yeah. yeah. Have you gotten anything from the, the new um, brewery in Williams Lake? Yes. Actually, just um, last week, I got a Nitro Stout. And how was from it? Then. It was pretty good. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the most fantastic beer I ever oh, had. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, but it was my first sampling of theirs, and it was very good. Cool. I was well, let me make a, a let me make an official request that the next time you come to Kamloops, bring, uh, bring down a couple of beers from there because I would like to try them. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I too will join you for this beer drinking session. <laughs> yes, please. Well, I think yeah, I think the next 20, time he comes 20, to town, 2022 after COVID, yeah. He's supposed to be guesting on conspiracies. Yes, um, that's right. Ooh, speaking yes, of which, perfect. why don't we talk about that a little bit? Because that's one of the reasons you're here, Carlo, is that you are a co-host on uh, another one of the po- podcasts that I appear on. Yes, one of your other podcasts. Yeah, uh, yeah, Half Cut Conspiracies, um, yeah. where we talk about conspiracy theories and uh, have drinks and just have a good time. Um, it's funny that I... When we first started with the podcast, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but now like everyone I talk to tells me that they love the podcast and they love the format that uh, that it is. So I'm, I'm actually enjoying it, even just for the fact of like sitting down with you and having some drinks and talking about random shit. Uh, exactly, it's, yeah. it's fun. I think that's the most fun for me is just getting together and, and talking about stupid things that people think. Yeah, that's definitely the best part. The, the, like all the editing and all that. Shit is terrible, but just sitting down and drinking and, and talking, like, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, so I can't wait to get you on the show, Oren, and see what you think of some of the conspiracies. <laughs> and actually meet you uh, in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you guys only technically know each other virtually, so. 
Yeah, because you're you're a big. Even though I don't know you, have have never met you. Like you're a big part of the show too, because you master all of our uh, our audio files, and and they're yeah. long. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to go through and cut them down from like three hours to one hour. But I don't know what you have to do in the uh, the editing bay there for mastering. But uh, hopefully, you don't have to listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little easier for me. For sure. Okay, good. Yeah, I just got to make sure there's nothing like really sticking out and. And that the silences are where they need to be and put the intro and outro and yeah. Well, you yep. make us sound good. So thank you. you Sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Warren. You're welcome. Um, you're also here, Carlo, as, and I don't know exactly how you want to be referred to here, but like a lapsed Catholic slash former <laughs> Catholic slash naughty, naughty boy, sinner man. <laughs> yes. I don't uh, know which one you prefer. Naughty, naughty so, boy should be on your resume for sure. Yeah, yeah it already is. Yeah, that's, um, no, so yeah, I actually, uh, from kindergarten to grade seven, went to a uh, Catholic school, elementary school, and uh, I'm Italian, so obviously I was born, you know, into a Catholic family. My mom still goes to church and makes us go there during the holidays, Uh but uh, yeah, since basically since I'd say grade 10, I kind of stopped following all that stuff. And uh, I, I guess I, I woke up to uh, reality and I uh, don't really believe in it anymore. Um, right, I, so. I, but growing, like having said that, growing up and learning all the values and stuff of religion, uh, you know, being a good person, I've still kept that part, but. All of the uh, the other, you know, Jesus fed thousands of people with two loaves of bread and some fish. Like, I don't know, some of that stuff's kind of BS. And I'm like, yeah, that's they take they take things and blow it out of proportion and try and make you think it's real. And I just, yeah, I didn't like a lot right. of the stuff once I started questioning it. So yeah, I'm uh, just a naughty, naughty boy now. Yeah, okay, but you are you are coming. You're here as the official uh, Catholic perspective. Uh, you're essentially an emissary of the you're, Pope you're uh, expert, in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> expert, well, especially uh, when <laughs> especially when compared to me and Don. Yeah, exactly. Um, everything's in everything's in relevance here, right? It's and funny I, you know, though, I, that, well, just going through this movie, like watching it. I wasn't even, like, I thought it was going to be a, a movie of, like, a nun or something. And going through it, it, there were a few references where I was like, I think this is tied <laughs> to this part of, like, the story of Mary or something. I was confused at why there weren't any nuns in there. I don't know why I thought there were nuns in this movie. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so confused, even... And I would say, I was, I'm disappointed. I, See, I would I was, have seen more nuns. Yeah, like, I was, like, I was thinking nuns that were going to throw grenades... You know, Hail Mary. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there is, a, I think there is a movie like that, and it's actually <laughs> called Hail Mary as well. Uh, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe you watched the wrong one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, I do have a question about why this was banned, though, but maybe we might get on that later. Well, so here we go. Um, <laughs> Hail Mary's religious themes and scenes of full frontal nudity offended some Christians. Pope John Paul II criticized the film, saying that it, quote, deeply wounds the religious sentiments of believers, end quote, which I, I feel like that's a stretch. Um, maybe things were different in 1985, but I mean, I don't see how it deeply wounds anyone's sentiments. Yeah, see, my thing was, I I made a note here at the end of the movie, like, is it banned because of all the vagina or because of the C word at the end? Like, those were the only two things that I was like, religious people might find those two things offensive, but in the context of, like, normal movies, I don't know, I didn't feel like it was anything too crazy. Yeah, I didn't think so either. If there was anything, I suspect it was the nudity, and in, in specifically, nudity connected to a character who is, you know, symbolically the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know... Um, I shouldn't say I know, but I, 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 I understand that, you know, Catholics have a fondness for the, the Virgin Mary figure more so than a lot of other religions, I think. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's one thing growing up, um, raised Catholic and not really, and going to a Catholic school, I didn't realize the, how much of a difference there was in 
like who you would worship um, or pray to in the different religions. So yeah, in Catholicism, uh, we prayed to uh, pray, we we prayed when I was uh, to like the saints and to yeah. the Mother Mary um, and just like anyone in general that was around Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's it's a lot about reaching out to middle management. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. in um, like Christianity and the other, I guess the other sects of um, religion, they don't. They only believe in like God, and yeah. that's about it. He's the only one that can grant you any wishes, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that was one thing growing up that I didn't really realize until I got older and met some other people from other religions, and they kind of explained that you know Mary is just another person to them. And I was like, whoa, hold on a second. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. This is the mother of Jesus here. Like, take a step back, <laughs> yeah. <settle> down. <laughs> you better watch yourself. Okay, I did find another movie called Hail Mary. It was made in 2018. Um, it says, Sushi, Tushi, or How Asia Broke Into American Pro Football. So very, very close to this one. Very similar, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might even be a remake based on that description. <laughs> Um, I also found this uh, bit of trivia about the film interesting. Uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, Noel Godin, disappointed that Godard, in his opinion, made a religious film, threw a shaving cream pie into Godard's face, making international news. So that's that's back when film criticism was, like, super classy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like I a step up from, that. like, slapping with the, uh, what is it, your, uh, oh, the, your the glove or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there should be, that should be an annual thing at the Cannes Film Festival that, like, like one film gets the, the golden shaving cream pie award. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys doing shots, too? Should I do the shot by myself, or should we cheers this? Um, I don't know how I this works. I am not doing shots. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going like to cheers you guys. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can get a whiskey shot. I'll be right back. I feel like it'd be wrong to just do this by myself without like announcing it. I don't know. All right, I'm back, and I'm I'm ready for shots. I guess. All right. Well, I'm just gonna. Right, do in fact, one. I ha- well, okay, I only brought one as well. It's not like I lined up six in front of me. Um, but but it is. I want to note that uh, I actually have Forty Creek whiskey. I don't normally get Forty Creek whiskey, but that's what I have today. Like the Nanaimo bar one, or like actual whiskey? No, no, just whiskey, whiskey. Oh, okay. No, he doesn't drink. All right. Shit. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, cheers. Cheers to you, good sir. Yeah, thanks for having me on the episode. I'll have a sip mm-hmm. of beer. Oh, yeah, that's good. That is good stuff. Ah. Carlo, since you are drinking Nanaimo Bar Irish Cream, I'm going to have to do a shout-out to all my Nanaimo peeps, if any of you are listening. I love you and I miss you. And if you're not listening, you should. This is a really good show, <laughs> and you would enjoy it, I imagine. All right, so... um. I, this is the kind of movie that I would, this is the kind of concept for a movie that I, that I would like. This is the kind of religious film that I like. Um, one that sort of looks at the humanity of biblical figures. I think a lot of times if you look at, you know, say even just the story of Mary, um, a lot of people have this picture in their head that like, you know, Mary gets this message from God saying, you know, you're going to you're going to bear my son. And she's like, OK, groovy. And then she goes about her business and has the baby Jesus and everything's fine. But you had to think that, like, if that happened, mm-hmm. um, Mary is going to go through a long period of like, what the fuck? You know, um, what does it mean to have, you know, the, the son of God? Is he going to explode out of my uterus? Am I going to die having God's son? Like, it'd be freaky, I think. And. The idea of looking at that that character through that sort of lens, I think, is an interesting one. Um, I'm a big fan of the film The Last Temptation of Christ, which does, I think, something similar with the the character of Christ. It shows him as human and as you know someone who doubts things and isn't sure if what he's doing is right. And I think that's a really interesting lens through which to look at biblical stories. I'm not sure that I necessarily enjoyed the way this film went about presenting that perspective. Um, I I would describe it as um, fragmented. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. I I was confused a lot of the times at how uh, it jumped around to, like, different things. and, And I don't know... 
I'm hoping that it was a, a choice by the director and not just because they were horrible at editing, but like there's one one thing that just kind of comes to mind right now is they were in a train and there was a creepy old guy there talking to the yeah. um, the little Mary and then like he's still talking, his voice is still going as it like cuts to a close up of her reading a book and I'm assuming time was supposed to have passed there but his voiceover was still going and no, so it was I a little con- she was just ignoring yeah, him so, I don't know so uh, just to cut in there um there there are actually two films uh in the the video yeah. that we watched yeah and that's worth noting um one is the book of mary uh, which was uh, made by Godard's longtime companion and collaborator Anne Marie Mievel or Mieville. Um So that's one film, which is separate, uh, and that's that's the one with the girl on the train. Okay, so I didn't have to watch that part. You didn't. <laughs> um, although th- it, they are sort of they are together on the DVD, and I think they were often screened together in in cinemas as well. Oh, I thought uh, that was of, just like the pre-story too. That's yeah, but too. it's. It's yeah. not. It doesn't really have anything to do with it. I mean, it, it was oh, equally that, awful. Yeah, that, that makes <laughs> more sense then. I'm trying to figure out how these things are connected. Like, what? I'll admit, I think I liked. I think I liked um, that one more. Um, <laughs> I found her her dance quite um, quite captivating. I found her was... dance quite long and meaningless. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I don't have much to say about that except like it was. I, I thought it was a much more um, straightforward story um, that ultimately didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it's it's about a girl whose parents split up and and uh, her dealing with it, kind of. Okay, so see, yeah, apparently now- she's like a professor of anatomy and or poetry. Like who she, is? She just talked weird. Like she just like the the. She kid. was super smart though. Is like that what that it was? Kid. The kid? Well, so. she wanted to be a teacher. I thought that was cool that, like, oh. when she goes to play in a room, she just plays teacher to a that's classroom of non-existent doing. students. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. much more innocent and nice. I was like, were they just trying to pass this kid off as, like, having some sort of divine intelligence or something? No. Okay. No, I don't That think makes so. much more sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little thought, less bitter about it now. Yeah, and I thought that that was supposed to be, like, the the story of Mary that we don't see of her, like child life where her parents were just really shitty and didn't really like they kind of at the beginning there it seemed like the dad didn't really love her but then as the thing went on they kind of had a bond but i just thought like they were giving mary like the virgin mary some sort of background to her character so you could connect with her more for the second part but now knowing that that has nothing <laughs> yeah, to do with the second part. Yeah, I don't think that's part. the case, yeah. Okay, all you right. Gotta, you, you gotta fix, change everything you think about the <laughs> yeah, second Yeah, I know, part now. now, yeah. Doesn't make sense anymore. There were some really <laughs> weird, really weird parts of that first first part, though. Yeah. Really? What'd you, what, what'd you find so weird? The licking in the bath. I had a note on that, too. Freaking weird. Yeah. Okay, that was maybe that a little bit weird. So but weird. I think, I feel like that could be a cultural thing, too. Yeah, like, I wrote is, that down. I was like, is this a French thing? Is licking a French thing? I mean, licking is a universal thing, but whether or not it's okay to lick your mom when you're in the tub with her, I think that could be a cultural thing. Yeah, the 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Was I she 12? Know, that... I think she was more like 9 or 10. Oh, I don't know. It's still, it was weird. Yeah, that was a little weird, but yeah. every family's different. <laughs> I like, I have two so. pages of notes on that Book of Mary thing, and now I find out it's not even relevant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do you want to go through some of your, like, your points there? Or? I was like, most this of my notes were for the first part. Like, I didn't even give a shit about the second part. Once the second part started, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm so far gone at this point. <laughs> uh, no, they're all stupid notes. It's like... Uh, <laughs> Those like the dad doesn't really seem to like Mary, and she doesn't seem very close with him. And um, yeah, I made a note about like it's weird that she's licking her mom in the bathtub. Um, what do I got here? Yeah, I was. I made a note of the dance. So much emotion in her dance routine. At one point, it was like she was trying to escape. Then she's fighting the air. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That the dance punching. I've yeah. got punch dancing as a note on mine. Punch yeah. dancing. Oh yeah, punch. That's a thing. That's a thing. They went out for a while, though. The I think the dance was like her kind of exercising her feelings about her parent separation. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. 
Anyways, um, I liked that one yeah. better than the the second part. But let's let's <laughs> yeah. talk about yeah. the second think, part. Well, I got, <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a couple notes about the first part, if you don't mind. Um, I, I, and you know what, this theme actually carried on between the first and the second. So maybe this was the adjoining theme. Uh, the, Mm. the audio was atrocious in both of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like just horrific. Yeah. And I think, so I don't know very much about the French new wave and I don't know very much about Jean-Luc Godard as a director. Um, and he didn't direct the first one, but he did direct obviously the second one. Um, but I do know that a, a lot of the French new wave is about, um, changing, you know, film form and, and film conventions. And so one of the one of the things that he kind of invented was the jump cut. Um, because, yeah, they, he, one of his early films, they someone told him he had to cut it down because it was too long. And so instead of cutting out whole scenes, he was just like, in the middle of the scene, we don't need this moment here. We'll take this bit out. We'll take this bit out. We'll take this bit out. <laughs> and that created the jump cut. And I, I feel like some of those what felt like audio glitches could have been extensions of that same kind of experimenting with the form of film which again it, it just seemed like the like whoever did the audio had no ability to layer and they just had to hard cut everything but it's not that they didn't have the ability because there are times when it was layered it's just they made choices about when to layer and when not to the choices were bad did you guys find it weird that there was a- <laughs> There was always like waves that would come in randomly. Yeah. Like there's just, just like a sploosh. It, yeah. Sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a water drop or whatever, just in the middle of a random scene. I, it was just weird. I was like, maybe that's, you know, signifies some sort of religious thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Even as like a, someone who was religious back in the day and knows yeah. enough Baptism? Bible stuff. I mean, as maybe. it turns out, I don't think, I don't think this is a particularly religious film. Uh, even though I, that's exactly what, what I wanted your perspective on, Carlo, and why you're here, it turns out that I don't think it's a very religious film. Um, and I will also say that if if th- there's a lot of, I think, deep dives into the symbolism and the meaning of things that you can find about this film on the internet, you're not going to find them on this podcast. Um, we we don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say we. I don't really know what this film is about what it's trying to say, but I can talk about what I experienced. So, yeah. Okay, so moving on to the actual movie, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the actual Th- movie. 30, 34 minutes in to this <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, the film opens with Joseph and, and Not Mary in a restaurant, and Not Mary is trying to convince Joseph to marry her, and Joseph ends the conversation with, can't you see I'm not listening? So, uh, spoiler alert, Joseph's kind of an asshole in this story, which, I don't know, maybe that holds up. Is, is Joseph an asshole in the Bible? No, I don't think so. I think Joseph was an asshole because he was an atheist. That was my note on that. Yeah, because, I mean... I, he, I, I, feel he, like, I feel like that was, a, that was a personal choice. He's like, okay, well, we're going to make Joseph an atheist and, until he believes and, and you know, changes wow, his mind. Okay. He's just going to be an asshole. Cause, yeah, like, if, you, th- if yeah. you think of it, like... In the real story, back in the day, like, if a woman had a child, like, was carrying a child out of wedlock, like, she would probably be stoned. So, like, for for the real Joseph to end up wanting to marry her still, even though it's not his kid, he would have to be, like, a really nice guy. So, yeah, in mm. this movie, I think, I think, Oren, you're, yeah, you got to, you know, you, you're right there where if they're portraying him as an atheist, then make him a dick, right? Like, an asshole there that doesn't care because that's the Done. evil side of things because he does eventually become a very loving and caring part of mary and this new kid i life. don't know if i would say very i mean he's more so than to start with but anyway i thought it was weird in that scene though like it was the phantom of the opera that was playing super loud were they super loud yeah <laughs> was it phantom i thought it was it was a some orchestral song. Yeah, it would have been. There's a lot of classical music. No, no, you're right. It was. Time. It was. Uh, it was organ. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the. That oh was the yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't so sure if piece, I think if that was if they were in some sort of a venue that that music was playing live, or mm. if it was just a badly mixed like audio track <laughs> over top. <laughs> that and was I wasn't my sure. If, there's a lot of. 
There's a lot of very bombastic music throughout this. Yes, there is. That was because I, I, I totally agree, Carla. Like at first I was like, oh, this must just be like some really loud music happening in the background and maybe there's a reason for that. But then the rest <laughs> yeah. of the movie just continued with that scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything is painted very dramatically by the music. And I'm realizing too that like because this is such a fragmented movie that bounces all over the place between scenes, there's like literally no kind of direction to my notes. My notes are also all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not going to be one thing leading easily to another. But I will say early on here that there are kind of two simultaneous stories going on. One is between, you know, the, the Joseph and Mary story. And then one is the story of Eva and the teacher. Right. right? Adam and Eve, for sure. I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. maybe. I don't know if that's meant to be. There is definitely, you know, the fact that there is a character named Eva and she does eat an apple at one point. Um, but I thought the one thing I thought was interesting is when we first see them in the classroom mm-hmm. uh, and there's the bit where the 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 kid it has to solve the Rubik's Cube and they're talking about where life came from. Yeah. Mm. And this idea that, you know, what it was like, you know, if you have a blindfold on the chances of solving a Rubik's cube are like one in 1.4 billion or whatever. But if you have someone next to you whispering in your ear, every move, yes or no, then the chances are like one in one. And it seemed like the, the argument there is that God was whispering in the ear of evolution, essentially like, the chances of us getting to man is, you know, infinitesimally tiny. But if you have a force that's nudging us along the way, then it's ultimately inevitable. Hmm. I like that theory. I mean, I don't believe that, but I think that's what the film is saying. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know about that as well. I th- I agree that that was the uh, the underlying theme there. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I didn't. I thought that was like the way that she was kind of whispering in the ear what seemed somewhat like at, for a little bit there it was almost like seductive so i was mm-hmm. kind of tying it with like like an adam and eve style she was tempting him a bit and then later on when when there's that apple eating and she's kind of being a little sultry i don't know i i felt that that yeah that was kind of part of it but i like i like your take on the steering evol- or not evolution but steering I guess the creation of humankind. Yeah. I will admit that early on, I had a hard time initially drawing a distinction between Mary and Eva because I didn't realize that these were two different storylines. I sort of thought they were one. So when we jumped to the classroom and there was this girl there, I, I just kind of assumed that it was Mary as well. And it took me a while to be sorry. I feel like realized that they were disconnected. And then there's that point later on where they, they, temporarily cross paths when um, the teacher and Eva end up in the back of Joseph's taxi. Mm, is that the gas station? No, thing? no, that's, that's a little bit late. So it's yeah, later. It's yeah. when, um, it's when uh, Joseph sees the guy and the girl from the gas station on the road. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the gas station because that's um, apparently the angel Gabriel. When I heard the name Gabriel, that was the first thing that came to mind. Like, okay, that must be the angel Gabriel because he's the one, I believe, that tells the Virgin Mary that you're going to have Jesus, God's son, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he did here, too. He shows up at the gas station. He's like, you're going to have a baby. But she already knew at that point. I don't think she knew. No, she knew. No, no, no. They were already fighting about it. What? Joseph and Mary were already fighting about her... Um, having having slept with around. somebody else. Yeah. No, I think no, I think they were fighting about how she didn't want to sleep with him and didn't want to kiss him and didn't want to do any of that. But she would also tell him like No, I'm I think he, I think you're wrong on that one. I'm pretty sure she already knew she was gonna have a kid. It, it I thought that like, was I'm yeah. I, I thought it was he was basically saying like why don't you want to sleep with me kind of thing and then he was um basically saying that oh you're sleeping with somebody else kind of thing wasn't that i that's the oh. feeling i got from that it's like if you're yeah, not sleeping because, with because me who are you sleeping exactly with kind of yeah thing. oh okay i took that to mean that she was already pregnant at that point like no he, it was, he was just, like he was like who she, is it you won't sleep with me but you're pregnant yeah okay 
I think it's just that she was she was remaining virginal, and uh, and that bugged him. And so, of course, like because he's horny as hell, he's got to assume that she's horny as hell too. So she's got to be getting it somewhere else, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's what I felt coming out of that one was that okay. he was basically yeah, kind of jealous, feeling like she was cheating on him because she wouldn't yeah. sleep with him. And then uh, and then Gabriel shows up in a taxi and it's like, hey, you're gonna have a baby. Uh, and then uh, he takes off. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you, Carlo, um, about the the importance to Catholicism of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing near the end of the movie because there's that scene that goes back to the basketball court. Um, why the hell are they showing basketball? I have no idea. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Because religion's a slam dunk. Oh, what? Sorry. I don't know all the stories, but I don't recall one where, you know, Jesus was ever on a basketball team or Mary was, was playing for her varsity team. So I have no idea. But it was and in Jesus there quite a bit. Jesus did break the backboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was in there a lot. Like they they yeah, cut to think, that a few times the basketball. Yeah, I, I read a take that it was sort of just meant to sort of ground Mary as an average person. That you know she's an average girl involved in in average things like playing on her high school basketball team, which could be. Um, but no, I <laughs> I've waited like half a day to make my joke about Catholicism and basketball. So I'm glad I was able to get <laughs> yeah. that out. Um, um, I did have a note about the Gabriel thing. Yeah. Um. His uh, what he kept yelling or what he yelled back at Mary, what goes in comes out, and what goes out comes in. <laughs> like, <laughs> was that supposed to be profound? <laughs> I just I didn't I... understand that. So yeah, and he was like I mean... yelling it from the back of the taxi while they were driving away. He was like, "Remember, Mary, what goes in." must come out and then they drove away and he's like and what goes out must come in yeah so i guess i mean what goes in is a baby right that also must come out okay yeah and what comes out is a baby but here's actually here's the thing too um that reminds me of another thing that came up i think a few times over the course of this film which is the issue of bodies and souls because that's actually yeah. my next note which is a, an interesting distinction i can't remember this question came up but the question of does the soul have a body or does the body have a soul? Right. I, I was looking at that note and I was just going to, you know, maybe ask Oren if that's what it was. You know, maybe they were referring to like the soul. So like, yeah, Jesus is in her and he's going to come out. But, you know, her soul, you know, her heavenly soul or whatever is going to go in her because of her good deed that she did for God or something. But yeah, my okay. next note was, does the soul have a body? She asked the doctor. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that like on I think, and maybe it's one of those things. Blah, 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 blah. Hang on, I'll start again. It's it seems like a dumb question in some ways, but I also think it's maybe deeper and more profound. And I don't believe in a soul at all, but I think if if you do, uh, it's an interesting question about which belongs to which. Is it a question of the soul existing first and then having a body attached to it? Or is it a, the body that has the soul? It's it's an interesting question. And it could be just one of those sort of infinite re regress things where what comes in must go out, what goes out must come in. It's it's body, soul, body, soul, soul, body, soul, body, all the way down. That classic. Right. Thank, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mathematically, if we're, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, or or the that the body creates the soul. Because the idea of the human population exploding to the point that it has, and there's just that many souls just sitting waiting to occupy a meat robot. I had a point, right? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I would guess your point I was just to I be able to say the there. words meat robot, because those are great words. Um, uh, my, oh. next, my next note is about the doctor screaming, then quit being stupid! <laughs> During no. her exam. Can we talk about the, that dirty, dirty fucking sink that he washed his hands in before that was, yeah, doing whatever? That was one of those I, things, like the whole the, the whole doctor thing. I had to admit, though, like, first of all, remember, it's 1985. This is, <laughs> okay. what, 35 years ago? Um, they still you know, had hygiene. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But also, it's also, I don't want to, you know, well, I was going to say it's France, but it's not. This film takes place in Switzerland, apparently, which you would probably know if you knew things about Switzerland, uh, I guess. But I never got that. It took Googling to figure that out. But um, yeah, it was. Yeah. But I mean, he wasn't doing surgery either. He was just going to do a gynecological exam. So yeah. I have a note here that like he touches her in a creepy way. Um, yeah. And then why are all men so creepy in this movie? It seems like that was a big thing is like the men were very like misogynistic and kind of just jerks and mm-hmm. creepy uh, is what I found that. Um, and one of the like the doctor says, uh, I've always wondered what we know about women uh, and I found that all you all you can know <laughs> is what a man already knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, very... That was, know, yeah. All, yeah. Yeah, the women were, like, subordinate to the men, and they there were several points of this movie where they really showed how, like, yeah, the, the men were... knew everything, and the women were just there to have Jesus. Yeah. I will say, though, that if I ever went to a doctor who asked me or told me to quit being stupid when I came to him with a problem, I'd probably find a new doctor. <laughs> It's not a great bedside manner. Um, what? Okay, is it, I? I thought I made a note. I don't know if it was at that point where she went to the the doctor, but the exam that he did on her was that the one where he was just kind of like like standing on a weird angle, and she's laying down. And yeah, he's, basically he's presumably just like, f- sticking his finger up her vagina. Yeah, I was. I I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how they test for babies. <laughs> Um, or how they no, no, did he was in the eighties? He was testing virginity. To see if yeah, she was a virgin. Oh, yeah, okay. So I mean, he would have yeah. been looking to see if her hymen was in place. Okay, but didn't he then tell her that she's pregnant still? No, he said that no, she's wasn't? a virgin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all she was there to find out was if she was a virgin. She knew she was pregnant already. She, gotcha. just, she okay. didn't need confirmation. Of Joseph that. wouldn't she believe just needed her. Someone, he wanted, exactly. Yeah, she wanted the doctor to tell Joseph because just to Joseph confirm. wouldn't believe the doctor. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I thought he confirmed she was a bait. She had a baby, and I was like, "What the hell did he do to confirm <laughs> that?" <laughs> he reaches in until the baby shakes his finger. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, "Oh yeah, yes. it's an old French method." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that baby's got a strong grip right there. <laughs> Pull my um, finger. Yeah, I don't. I don't think her pregnancy is ever confirmed until until the the baby arrives. Wow, there's that yeah, one cause... scene where Joseph and her, like, he's kind of putting his hand near her, like, st- her stomach yeah, slash. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that, she's yelling at him. That, yeah. yeah. That doesn't confirm anything unless he's using the force. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, like, it confirmed it to him. I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I felt like that was just, like, and go, to go back to the atheist thing, like, I felt like that was just the atheist breaking down. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that was, and again, I'm taking, I'm going to admit that I'm stealing this from um, a a review that I read online. Um, That's about, I think, because that whole process is is about like changing his love. Because all he's saying today is, I love you, I love you, I love you. And it's about moving from a a carnal, physical kind of love that she's not allowing, Mm -hmm. as she smacks his hand away, to a more... I guess maybe spiritual or divine or emotional kind of love. Right. In the end, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's not I want to fuck you. Yeah. It's yeah. I do actually love you and I love this child inside of you. But also it just felt like uh like bringing the atheist to submission. Um like Gabriel appeared randomly, attacked him, threw him on the ground, forced his head down. Yeah, it was, um, I got a note about that further yeah. on too. Like fucking being beaten the shit out of by Gabriel. <laughs> like Angel just shows up. To <laughs> yeah, yeah in her place you. too. Yeah, yeah. And then in the in the the um, wasn't it in the clothing store too that he he slapped him a bunch of times? Like <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Gabriel's got some anger issues. Um, I do have a note at like this point in the movie that I noticed there were a lot of random cuts to the different phases of the moon. Yes. Again, just like everything else, like the water, and there's also some, you know, a lot Hedgehogs. of apple shots there. Yeah, like 
It just seemed <laughs> I, weird yeah. that they would cut to the moon so many different times. Yeah, so I didn't even think about this before, but now that you actually said it, Excuse I wonder me. if the phases of the moon was meant to show a passage of time. Yeah, because she time was kind of she was like sitting in the forward, bed, right? and she was like raising her belly up and down, right? That's the scene mm, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was meant to like just signify the the gestation of the baby and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think around this time, I think this is where this quote came from. Um, we see the the teacher and Eva. They they end up like in a, somebody's apartment or maybe a motel. Or ho- shouldn't say motel. That was definitely a hotel if it was a, anything. Have a nice dinner and then they get to fucking. Um, but at some point, I think I think it's the teacher here. And if I got this wrong, tell me. But I just marked this quote down out of context, so I don't know where exactly where it came from. But I think it's here. <laughs> a smoke, a sax solo. That's all a man wants. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, yeah, man, I dig it. I dig it. Rich people sure are weird. Yeah, rich people sure are weird. Give me a smoke and a sock solo, and I'm satisfied. Oh. Um, my other quote that I quoted, and I think this is from a little bit later when uh, Mary is having her um, existential crisis on the bed. The father and mother must fuck to death over my body then Lucifer will die. And maybe Carlo can point to the book in the Bible where that's from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be uh, in the... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that wasn't something they taught us in uh, elementary school, that part of the Bible. Oh, yeah, no, you would have had to get into junior high to get into yeah. the, the fucking to death. Yeah, you had to go in the back room of the church uh, where they rent out <laughs> the adult section of the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the CD lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and I don't, I'm, I'm going to say, I love that quote, but I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. Um, my next note is like after the kid is born. So I, uh, if you guys have anything before that, now is the time to speak. Um, uh, well, the director didn't waste any chances to get a girl naked in this film. I, I'll confess that like, I thought it was all photographed beautifully. There was, oh, I've got a note, uh, like, um, he there was that one part where Joseph basically just asks Mary to see her naked, and he he wouldn't do anything. And I made right. a note of like I don't remember the part in the Bible where Joseph asks Mary <laughs> to see her naked. That was <laughs> you've never you've probably never read the Gospel of Mary then. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I thought that was no. It turns out Joseph is a bit of a creep. But like here, it goes. It, it kind of shifts Joseph's character a bit from being kind of like the jealous jerk of um, not trusting her or whatever to just being like the sad. Uh, I don't know, like starting to be the nice guy, but he's just kind of a loser where Cuckled. he's like Cuckled. begging to. Yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. like almost. But that's that's prior to the the hand on the stomach moment that he asked that. Is that not? Yeah. Uh, That's what leads to that. Yes, because yeah. I got my next note as a boat when he touches her bush there. Um, right. Like that that hand scene or whatever. Uh, yeah. But that I felt like that was kind of like the, I guess, the start of him, yeah, being like where Mary almost took charge, I guess. Like she became the, the dominant one in that relationship around this point. Yeah. And he was just there to kind of look after her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my next note was, uh, what the heck happened in the room when he touched her bush? Because I think that was like the hand. <laughs> that was like the hand back and forth. Like I Isn't love that you. when like Gabriel comes in and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did that whole like back and forth thing. But then as soon as he touched it, that's when like shit got crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I had a couple notes. Um, I thought it was really funny that uh, directed by in French is like realization de yeah genre. realized by <laughs> realized by could you that would be fucking hilarious to see on a film realized by Todd Sullivan. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll, I'll put that on my next tomato film. <laughs> also, um, at that time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> did. Did you guys look up what that like the translation of that? We did. did. Yeah, and it pretty much is that? that. Yeah, it pretty much did. Yeah, during that time, 
at that time. Um, when it like first started coming up, I thought it was like, okay, yeah. Meanwhile, like in another area, this is happening. But then mm-hmm. it started. They they started doing it with the same characters. It was like yeah, at that time, the same, and then it was yeah, the same yeah, characters was, doing something yeah. else. So I was like, and, I don't understand and, what this means now. And I can see why you might think because that's how um, Hail Mary opens at the end of Book of Mary. Um, right, and so it and leads from it was that, time. that short I, film into I, I actually had at a that note. time. Sorry, I actually had a note, and I was like, and then it was time, and I was like, for another film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was before I realized it was two different films. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It was weird having know, the man. credits right in the middle of the movie from that first one to the second one. So yeah, that was a little I was confused. So I feel, confused. I, I feel like like it's it's hard enough watching a film in another language, but then you add to that the extra layer of a filmmaker who is maybe experimental and doing things outside of the normal film box. And, and then on just, top of that, you're like, watching two films back to back. <laughs> and, topic, and he had no idea that they were two different films. Yeah, yeah. Thinking there this was, was that's related was to another. For failure from the start. Oh, oh. oh God. Okay. Oh, I mean, it has evoked a lot of uh, conversation, uh, different yeah. topics. So I guess if it's like art, then it's doing its job. For sure. <laughs> um, let me get to like, uh, so when I talk about the child. Yeah. So, um, so finally, we, there's a baby. The baby exists. She was clearly pregnant. Um, and I think even her her dad, who was like doubting her, was like, "Oh, uh, uh, that's that's cool." Um, <laughs> is Joseph going to stay around, knowing that's not his? And blah 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 blah. Uh, and then they sort of jump ahead a few years to the kid being I don't know. I'm going to say like maybe six years old. Hold on, hold on. Before that, she tries to drown baby white Jesus. She oh my gosh. To <laughs> I don't yeah. to drown baby white Jesus. That kid no. was, yes, that kid was drowning in that water. <laughs> no. And she was just like cavalier about it. Like, ah, da-da, just wait till the director yells cut. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, the director's never yelling cut. Oh, yeah, God. just keep drowning it. <laughs> that kid was yeah, the kid Does baby was like breathe underwater? Maybe he is Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. She's trying to see if he'll walk on water. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, also, also, this this brought me back to um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. And um, if Jesus wasn't white, would the second coming of Jesus be white? Question mark. Just want to throw that out there. So, like... Oh, I mean, he, okay, could, so, he could be any race yeah true, yeah, true. Yeah. he could be he could be technically but. he wasn't white when he was like the first time he came around yeah that's i think that's his point yeah 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 i just wanted so to- because jesus wasn't white would he be white when he came back oh yeah. and the answer would be he would be uh well i mean technically he could be whatever race because god made him um but more than likely he would be whatever the race of the woman who is his mother is right so i want to talk about the kid Okay. Who's now born. He's like six. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Um, he, uh, we have a scene where they're having breakfast. Um, the uh, 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 Joseph has a mustache now. That's an important character development. And, uh, and the, <laughs> shows the passage of time. It shows the passage of time. They ran out of moon reading glasses. Yeah. Shows him growing as a person, I think. And, yeah, and then the there's this, this scene where... Uh, I'm just going to call him Jesus because that's the, you know that's presumably who the kid is. He's playing this game with his mom under his mom's. Oh yeah, shirt. that was weird. Where I th- I'm assuming he's like making hand signals or something, and and she's guessing what the hand signals mean. Anyway, okay, what was weirder, see, that what? game or the licking in the tub from the previous movie? They okay, were licking, they were licking is weirder. <laughs> well, but the but the comment that the dad makes there is like he's too old to see you naked. So I mm-hmm. thought that he was like, like learning. I don't know, weird, random. They had a game of like parts of the body or something, and he's like poking her in different areas, and she's like saying just random words. I don't know. I thought oh, it was weird. Right. Oh, okay. So like, so he's so he's poking parts of her body, and she has nicknames for those. Parts yeah, of her body? Like, I don't this know. Is, 
Oh, that's the elephant. Yeah. Oh, that's the... Okay, that could be. I gotta watch that scene again. Because I thought it was weird, because he's like, yeah, he's too old to see you naked, because... Yeah. There's other ways that they could play your game, Todd. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But uh, we gotta get over this, because I have to get to my favorite scene of the movie, which is when... (laughs) When he runs They're all... Yes, exactly. They're all... They're all getting in the car to go, I don't know, into town, take the kid to school, I guess. And he's like... I'm here to do my father's work. And then he just fucking bolts. <laughs> Runs away. To the wilderness. And, and, and the, the father Joseph gets out to Chase chase after him. him. Yeah. All right. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. He'll be back. And she's like, when, he'll, he'll be back. And he's like, when? I like Easter. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, so, I mean, so the six-year-old I, kid's just out in the wilderness. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's off until spring. I guess learning how to be a, a great teacher until he's crucified and then comes back. Oh, um, oh, that's that's dark. Yeah. So, so my note here is he'll be back at Easter? Question mark exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark. And then he's a kid. What the fuck? So in the in the story, like in the real story of Jesus, again because I thought this was a religious movie, um, it was he was thirty three when they um, crucified him, and then he was put in the tomb, and then he rose on on the third day, which was Easter. So yeah. for me, that made zero sense at all, other than referencing Easter, uh, because yeah, he, right. Although 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 to be fair. There is kind of a bit of a punchline there of like, when will he be back? When did Jesus come back? Ba-dum, psh, Easter. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they were going for. That was the um, comedy that they wanted to add right at the but end. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I, I loved that scene so much. It's like, I'm off to do my dad's work. I'll see you. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was yeah. But then, oh, and then it was after that where he meets. Was it after that he meets up with some friends and changes their name? Where was it before that? <laughs> I don't. Was that was that him? I didn't think. That yeah, was him. that was that was him. And he goes up to them and like meets them in a random field or wherever they were. Oh, fuck, he's picking up um his his disciples. Yeah, oh, exactly. Right. And so one of them, I don't know, they had like modern names, and he's like, "No, your name's." Peter and your name's Matthew or whatever, and so yeah, he, he changed their names to the disciples' names. I just thought it was okay, hilarious. Now, now just, let me say, yeah. I want to see an entire sequel movie following <laughs> six-year-old Jesus around <laughs> on his adventures. I'm down for that. Oh yeah, oh, that God. would be a good one. Throw some moon shots with some splashing sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then random bird chirps, too. I have noted that, Oh, too. those birds were so annoying. And the yeah. horns. And then and when they... Sh- all the noises. There was too many noises in this movie. When they cut to the birds, like, they were showing, like, eagles and stuff. Or, they, like, they were bigger showing, birds. like, crows. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, weird, like, it was, like, <laughs> chirps. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even the right bird sounds. Honestly, soundeffects.com. Yeah, I don't know anything about um, the French New Wave cinema, anything like that. Um, but uh, but you don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I I didn't. I did not like either of these movies. I did not know there were two movies, um, but I did not like them <laughs> separately or together. Sam, I am. <laughs> I if these movies weren't banned. I would just ban them because of how bad they were. And maybe that's why they were bad. That yeah. could very well be. They're like, no, no, no. We don't want to tell. We don't want to tell. What is this, John? John Luke Goddard? We don't want to tell him yeah. that his movie's bad. We're just gonna. We're gonna ban it over religious reasons. <laughs> this movie was, in my, um, probably not as humble as it should be. Opinion, uh, poorly directed. Um, I think that there really was some sort of a story, some sort of a message that could have been made here. Uh, I feel that the message was very much overshadowed or overshadowed by um, aggressive directorial techniques. I disagree. I think this film was very well directed. Um, I didn't particularly like it, but I think visually uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I feel like I 
I'm kind of torn between the the two because I agree with Oren that the the message from this movie that could have been delivered from this movie would have been better if it was done in a different way. Um, and so I don't really like how they edited things together and how the the audio track was just garbage throughout. Um, like I felt like I was paying more attention to those like the the weird jump cuts that didn't make sense. Um, and the audio that was poorly mixed and that mm-hmm. took away mm-hmm. from the story. But I, I, I can look at it from a, uh, I guess, a directorial lens and see that, okay, some of the choices made here were really interesting and um, I guess added a bit of uh, dynamic element to the film. But still, I think overall it was garbage. I think that there's a point in any artist's life where they just need to put the put the paintbrush down, right? Yes. Like, and that would have been yeah, right at the opening credits. It was overdirected. It's not. Yeah, I, I can't comment on the the career of of Godard because this is the first film of his I've seen, and I, I do want to go back and and watch some of his earlier, maybe better regarded films, and and see what his filmography is like. Um, Maybe I'll have to dig up more band films of his if he has any, and, yeah. and subject you to them more. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly, if it if it turns into a conversation, it, as long as the next time we do a Godard film, we're bringing in Carlo. I'm happy. How does would, Carlo feel I about would, that? <laughs> well, I would much rather watch the Jean Luc Picard version of this. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah no I you know what it is Mary's vagina engage. <laughs> No, it was it was some entertaining uh, conversation that no, we've no, no. had. So, sorry that scene with Mary pushing Joseph away, but with Mary saying, uh, with uh, John Luke Picard's, <laughs> <laughs> we must draw a line. It <laughs> 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 is here, no further. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, oh. sign me up for some future ones if uh, if you want. But if right. uh, Picard and, has and, some, I'd rather do those. And, and next time, I will try not to drag you in as a Catholic perspective on a film that is very clearly not very religious. Yeah, I I may have... Uh, I don't know. I think looking at it from that lens of trying to read into every single thing and find out how it relates to religion was interesting, uh, because yeah. not a lot of it seemed to. Uh, either that, or I'm just a really bad religious person. Like, I didn't really pay attention yeah. in Catholic school. So. It could clearly go either way. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll never know. Uh, we'll never know. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was really fun just, like, being a part of this. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts for anyone? Uh, if anyone is thinking of watching this movie, don't. <laughs> okay, what would you replace it with? <laughs> for a similar experience, for a similar message, what would you recommend? Traffic on a busy day. <laughs> Just go throw rocks into an ocean or something. <laughs> Listen to the splooshes. All right, all right. Now, um, I don't know. You know what? It, it this is. I guess I would relate this more to art rather than a movie. So, if you want yeah. something that will yeah. evoke questions and conversation, definitely check this out. Um, it it's been really fun chatting with you guys about it and trying to dissect it and laugh at it so um i mean it's not as it's it's a decent movie it's just when you look at it through the lens of a an entertaining movie with a storyline that's where it lost me yeah for sure and i mean i don't i don't think there's anything in this film that that needed banning i mean it's got no more nudity or anything in it than any other film that has nudity in it it's just that it's being connected to a character that is purportedly the Virgin Mary, and that's yeah. what gets people all wigged out. So I will absolutely agree um, on that one, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, except she does say the C word, C-U-N-T. I don't know if we can say this. Exactly, so yes. See like, you next Tuesday. Yeah, I think uh, oh, come on, have is... you seen The Boys? They say that like every episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but The yeah, Boys cu- is this... uh, Amazon Prime, isn't it? Like, they can say this... whatever they want. This podcast is cunt friendly. So. Is okay. <laughs> yeah. Front bottom. Front bottom. Front bottom. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings this episode to a close. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to support us, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash blah, 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 media. B-L-A-H, 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 media. You can toss a few bucks our way if you like what we're doing. Um, you don't have to, of course, because these are strange times and finances are tight. You do what you want to do with your money. Maybe you want to buy like a... Like a a, a blizzard, a Dairy Queen blizzard. I thought about buying a Dairy Queen <laughs> blizzard tonight, and I did not do that because my money's tight. So, um, didn't do that. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to support us on Patreon. It's your choice. I have been Todd Sullivan, and I've been Orrin Barter, and I've been Carlosia. And thanks for joining us, uh, Carlo. It's been great having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And a quick reminder that we're going to be taking the next two weeks off as a winter break. So uh, we'll see you in 2021. Have a wonderful holiday. And until then, why don't you go read a fucking book? <laughs>